And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds in one accord to draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, a very strong principle is that God, from whatever the mess we are in, whatever the mess we were in, are in, or whatever the mess we will be in, brings his salvation in the past, in the present, and in the future. So a very strong principle is for us to understand what salvation is. It's a rescue operation. The picture word for salvation is being in the water, almost drowning, and someone comes along and pulls us up into their boat. That's the picture. Next, what a great approach that Nehemiah takes with God. Oh, Lord, listen to my prayers, the prayers of those who delight in you, the prayers of those who want to honor you, the prayers of those of us who think you are really super swell. We think that you are awesome, and we need some of that grace and mercy and love that you have in abundance. Now, who can say no to that? (laughs) That's the whole point. And finally, saying please is a very humble and earnest way to talk to people. You notice when somebody says please, it's nice? It's even more respectful when we do that when we're talking to God. We demand what? Nothing. But we should recognize that it's not ours to claim Claim it and name it. It's not ours to claim as much as his to grant. He says yes, and the whole program changes. He grants success. He is not now nor ever indebted to us. He grants it to us because he's generous and he loves to bless us. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org, live during the show. I went online to look at Chromebooks to see what my Chromebook was worth. (laughs) Nothing. But anyhow, you can still email me live because I have the Chromebook on my desk and it comes to me directly. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, you will get an opportunity to talk to Captain Chris. And then you will be...
Yeah, and then he puts you through to me, and it's like somebody dropped a hole in your boat, and down you go. But here's the bottom line. Perhaps you have a question, a thought, a comment, or an opinion. Now, we've brought this word up before. I told it to my wife. She didn't think it was funny as I did, and I do. But my mom, who passed on uh, many years ago, would have thought this was the best line ever. This show is not for you to have a kvetch fest. This is a place to encourage one another, ask questions, try to understand, answer trivia questions, have praise reports, have prayer requests, but just encouraging one another using Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, encouraging one another daily as we see the return of Christ approaching. That's what we're doing. That's it. Nothing more. I mean, it's some simple stuff right there. Bottom line to that whole process is reach out to us if you have a prayer request, a praise report. If you have a question, if you got something that's going on, just need to talk it out. We are here for you. Here is your first trivia question. This should be a no-brainer, a no-brainer, which means you don't probably have to use a lot of your brain to do this. Who in the Garden of Eden said, where are you? If somebody says the parrot or something, I'm just going to lose. Uh, uh, well, I haven't had lunch yet. So <laughs> anyway, uh, who in the garden said, where are you? Who said that? Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. Uh, you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. I will give you a couple of quickie updates the best that I can. I do want to let you know, for those that are wondering about the whole Christmas kind of thing, I'm going to keep it super easy. I'm a Jewish Christian. I'm a Baptocostal. I'm a Calminian manifold millennialist. So my opinion will be different than most, kind of. Here's the bottom line. You want to celebrate Christmas? Absolutely. You pick a day to say, this is the day we're going to honor that Jesus became one of us. Awesome. God's not up there going, oh, I'm so mad. Okay. But if you want to be a person that doesn't celebrate it, awesome. Just don't put your non-celebration on celebration, people. And don't put your celebration on non Don't stop that. If you want to honor it, honor it. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it's wonderful. All those pagan origins. Everything humanity has ever done has sinful origins because of the garden. So you want to just go past that one or what? Anything except for Jesus. Okay? All right. Great. So now that that's solved, I think Christmas is great. I'm a little happier than most of you because I don't have a large Christmas list. They're like, you have six grandkids. That's when I have a wife who loves me. So I am also well aware of how this works. I really only have to shop for one. (laughs) So for me, Christmas, yeah, sure. (laughs) It's great. Uh, And so I just want everybody to, if you have that freedom and you like it, you love it, you have a good time, enjoy it. And if not, don't. And stop putting other stuff on other people. That's the same thing with the Vax thing. If you want to get the Vax, great. If you don't, don't. Don't make an issue of fellowship of what people decide to do before the Lord. That is not okay to God. Every man and every woman and every human being, child and older, must answer to God for the decisions they make, not to any other people. Okay? Never forget that. He's the Lord, and these people are his servants. All right? Not yours. Okay? Okay. 
All right, so we got that. So I just want to say, for those that want to say, I do say Merry Christmas, by the way. I also say Happy Hanukkah. I say a few other things. <laughs> we'll just leave that there. Uh, oh, Kirk's got He's got 11 grandkids. Hey, Kirk, how's it feel to never get a present? <laughs> That's my question. Uh, all right, so we did that. We did that. Uh, we got the trivia question. You got to be able to answer that. That's a pretty straightforward question. Uh, I'm just going to let somebody figure it out. Who in the Garden of Eden called out, where are you? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483 into Nehemiah. We go, this is Nehemiah chapter one. So we already did the book of Ezra. Let's see. See, I give out the phone number and then somebody calls. You see how that works? Give out the phone number. Somebody calls. We're eventually going to get to Nehemiah. We did do the book of Ezra. Ezra is a little tougher, I think, to teach on than Nehemiah. Nehemiah is more fun for me to teach on because I like it more. Uh, people are like, well, you can't like this portion more than the other portion. Yes, you can. I happen to like the Psalms more than Leviticus. You don't like it, but I can't help you. I think it's uh, substantially different. Somebody uh, ready to answer the question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, hi. Uh, David. Okay, I thought I was talking to you earlier. Uh, yeah, the answer is God. That oh, is correct. Answer. Yeah, you got to turn your radio, turn your radio down just a little bit. But yes, the answer is the Lord, the Lord God Almighty Yahweh. Anything you want to use for that, that God going, where are you? It wasn't though God didn't know where they were. It was calling uh -huh. them to an account. Like, uh, uh, accountability, right. where are you? Because you're not supposed exactly. to be hiding. Nah. Yes. Excellent. That's right. That's right. Brother, I love your program. I hear it every day. It's awesome. It's a blessing. Oh, thank and you. also, I was going to ask you, we're talking about Christmas. What What do you think of a lot of people at the Christmas tree? Because they compare it to the Old Testament where it says about the tree, adorning it. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, I, that's a that's what, a really that's a good question. Here's my most direct answer: ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people in the world who have a Christmas tree don't worship yeah. it. They use it to. It's no. like a gift exchange. It's like here's a place to put my gift because I don't want to put it on my counter because my casserole is on my counter. In other words, <laughs> it's a place to put. It. I mean, I have not met anybody in my personal journey that thinks, "Ooh, the Christmas tree! I'm worshiping it." I think most people curse it when they're taking it out of their house because of the needles that it leaves behind that have to be cleaned <laughs> up. That's my take. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we get a lot of feedback on the tree, but uh, we got a lot of uh, part of the, more than half of the church want a tree up in the lobby, but then we got the other part, they're like, no, 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 because we're worshiping the tree, we put it in the church, and... You know, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have. I think some churches, it's, it's kind of like church personality wise. I don't think anybody thinks that they're worshiping the tree. I, I just think that 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 some, some people go overboard. So that's, I mean, you know, you got a whole channel dedicated, to, you know, to Christmas movies. I mean, come on, it's like it's a whole channel. But then on the other hand, you got the people that are just like, hey, it's a festive time. Let's enjoy it. There's so much yuck going on. Can we smile a little bit? And it's like, okay, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I love that where you said, you know, whoever thinks it's good, do it. If you don't think it's good, don't do it. Just don't criticize. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's so true. Exactly. That's so true because we have people who don't believe in Christmas. We don't celebrate it. But if you give them a gift, they take it. 
Yeah, of course. Nobody's going to say no to a federal holiday that's paid, right? Good job. We enjoy your program. We love to hear it, and, and you're great. And Thank God you. using you and blessing your ministry in a mighty way. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the Lord bless you. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 Excellent phone call. We're just rolling. You know, it's Fun Day Monday. That's how we do it. We're changing Monday because Mondays can be so like, Yes, they can. Okay, so we're going to take our break and come back. Then we'll get into Nehemiah, which works out because I only had three sections. So that kind of works out really good for me. All right, folks, uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. I am such a sinner. Not just a sinner. I am such a sinner. I'm like the biggest sinner ever. That's how I felt. And then it was the understanding that God really cared about me. And therein lies the key. Because God did care. He does care. And it's the same for you. You're listening to me. He does care. And that pain you're going through, it makes him weep. And you might say, well, you can't back that up spiritually or scripturally. Yes, I can. John chapter 11, verse 35, Jesus wept, not for Lazarus. Lazarus was getting up in five minutes, but all the grief and the pain around him. Come on. God has a heart. His heart's bigger than your heart. So here's part of the things that I, I mean, I'm skipping I'm skipping light years. I'm just going past it. But it's like when that guy started crying and I started getting mad and then he said it was, this is how the Lord feels for you. And this is the, the Lord's heart for you. It just showed me I'm so hard hearted. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a, a rock, but not in a good way. You know, I'm like a, like a dumb rock. Like, oh man, what's the matter with me? And so you know what he did when he was done doing that? Because now I'm gone, right? Because now you, how do you think after after that happens, how do you think I feel? Okay. So now I'm like, please pray for me. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm just lost. And he prays for me. And it's powerful. It's like, you know, it's unbelievable. It's just really, very, really powerful. Here's the thing that leads up to it. Now, right, ready? Cause, and that is the, the powerful point, especially when he cried. But it turns out that I went to that church for a little while. You want to hear something absolutely, positively, mind-blowing, amazing? Three months later on a Sunday night, I was preaching in that church. And I was preaching Romans 1.16, the very first thing I ever taught in my life. In that church, in Pastor David Huntsworth Church, Abundant Life in Dillon, Colorado. And I'll tell you one thing that I hope you really hear. And that is that one experience so affected me. I was never the same person again. It just showed me that God really does care. We're pretty hard hearted. Yeah, we're kind of, we're mashugi from time to time. Not God. He's totally awesome. 
If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, this trivia question is going to make you think. In Genesis, a cherubim and a flaming flashing sword guard the way to which tree which tree was guarded by the cherubim and the flaming flashing sword which tree in Genesis in the garden which tree was guarded by a cherubim and a flaming flashing sword which tree was it okay Kirk jumping on top before anybody's even moving. Good job, good job, good job. Uh, if you think you know, what do we do? We give the number, right? I'm supposed to anyway. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We always will take your, you know, if people call in, they have questions, we'll always take them. Because I can teach Way longer than this show goes. So that's just not an issue. <laughs> Speaking of not an issue, I'm really glad that I said that because I do have a, I think what is a humorous element. You ready for this? You got the buzzer ready? Shaking his head already. All right, here we go. <laughs> Captain Chris going, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if it floats or not. Okay, thanks, Captain Chris. Pastor Riley was in the middle of his sermon when he noticed a man had fallen asleep with his head on his wife's shoulder. Wake up your husband, Pastor Riley snapped. The wife smiled and replied, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. That's not bad, right? Here is a, this one is classic. Just go with the flow, take a deep breath. Pastor, there's the pastor talking to a guy at a restaurant, the waiter at the restaurant. What's this fly doing in my soup? The waiter. He's praying. The pastor. Very funny. I can't eat this. Take it back. The waiter. You see? The fly's prayers were answered. (laughs) That's pretty good, right? That's not bad. All right. Uh, This one's, I got to do it for my wife. Is that all right? All right. A man sent his friend a cryptic Christmas card. It said A B C D E F G H I J K. And then the next line said M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. The friend puzzled it for weeks and weeks and finally wrote and asked for an explanation. He received an explanation in the postcard. There was no L. You know, you just buzzed my wife's name. You're going to be in so much trouble. Everybody start praying for Captain Chris. <laughs> I see I see pirate ships coming in his direction. Anyway, that was Noel. Get it? Noel for Chris. Okay. Okay. Let's go into the teaching then, shall we? Okay, let's do that. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 10. We are your servants, the people you rescued by your great power and might. Let me explain something to you about salvation that I don't know will will make anybody smarter, but it might help with application. 
And that's what kind of what my goal is here. Most of you people understand, most of the people that listen to the show understand that salvation is, is this element that God brings, this principle that God brings, where we, uh, from a sin point of view, are delivered from the penalty of sin. We are also delivered from the power of sin, and eventually we will be delivered from the presence of sin. That's the theological application. In the past, it has to do with the penalty of sin. In the presence, present time, it has to do with the power of sin, which is the sanctification process, God making you look and seem more like Jesus. And then in the future tense, the glorification will be the presence of sin, because in heaven, there'll be no sin. Okay, so that's kind of how that works. It's kind of a straightforward. But the picture of salvation, so many words have a picture origin, and the picture of salvation is is so powerful. Remember, the word salvation means many things. It does mean uh, uh, deliverance. It does mean healing. It does mean rescue. It does mean uh, freedom. It means all of those things. It has all of that in it. But the picture behind it is a person being in the water, flailing around, big body of water kind of thing, flailing around, almost drowning. Somebody comes by in a boat. They don't just sail by. They come by in the boat, and they don't just say, get in the boat. In fact, the picture is somebody reaching down and picking up the person, like, from underneath the arms and pulling them in the boat so that that person doesn't drown. That's the picture behind salvation. To give you an idea of why I relate to this so much, a friend of mine in Camp Tamaqua, which was in Algonquin Park in Canada, for those that ever saw uh, uh, you know, the, the movie about – have you ever seen movies about camps and so on and so forth? One of those movies was written by my camp counselor, okay, Mike Binder. He actually wrote the, the movie. And uh, one of the more famous ones, I'll just say that, leave that there. And he wrote it on our experience. Well, anyway, my friend Adam and I went out in, in kind of late in a canoe and uh, went out in the water and this huge body of water, because this is Algonquin Park, which is enormous lakes. And then we dumped the boat and the both him and I were holding onto the boat and the paddles as the boat was upside down. We were hanging onto it and treading water. <laughs> Okay. Now, we were laughing because we're 12 and 13, right? I'm just saying, if I was 53, I would not be laughing. 13? Yeah, you can laugh. Okay? So we're to, And then it, it, eventually, as it got darker, we started to get concerned because it became dark. And that is not a good thing. Literally, just before it was getting too hard to see, uh, two counselors came by in a boat and, and retrieved us and helped us get back to land. I take that as a excellent picture of how God delivered me. I'm kind of stupid. I go out on things and do things the wrong way. I have maybe the wrong attitude, probably a little bit arrogant. I flip things over. I end up in the water. I'm treading water. And if God doesn't send somebody my way, I'm going to laugh right up until it gets serious. And then I'm going to get concerned about drowning. And then the Lord helps me. So the big thing about salvation is God rescues you. Okay. Indian Summer, by the way, is the name of the movie for those that are trying to figure out. Indian Summer. If you see Indian Summer, I could tell you more things about that than you'd ever want to know. Uh, my first camp girlfriend, her name's right in the very beginning. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I was rescued. That's salvation. And the Lord makes a commitment to salvation. And so what Nehemiah says is, we're your servants, the people you rescued by your great power and might. God 
always, in your circumstance, will send a boat slash helicopter, I know the joke, slash all the other things for us to climb on board. He doesn't do it because we're geniuses. He doesn't do it because we're so fantastic. He does it because he's fantastic. And I don't really care what your situation is. Uh, physical, financial, emotional, relational, psychological, that, that's not what's at issue. The issue is, is God great enough to save his creation, to rescue his creation, which is you? And you are his creation. Is he great enough, strong enough, wise enough, powerful enough to rescue you? The answer is yes. Do you want him to rescue you? Some people not. Some people like to stew in the misery. You can tell me I'm wrong, but I'm not, and you know it. Some people are like, they, oh, woe is me. You know, it's like an Eeyore kind of thing that they're trying to magnetize everybody. Oh, feel sorry for this person. You know what? God will rescue you. Why, why will he do it? Because he is faithful. Some people will not even, you know, acknowledge, see it, or understand it. In my circumstance in my life, so I've been a Christian, I guess it's going on. Wow, what is this? So it's 43 years or whatever. I think God's rescued me. 10,000 times. I mean, that my brain could possibly think of. He always rescues us. He always saves us. He has saved us. He is saving us. He will save us. He has rescued you. He will rescue you. He has, he is, and he will. Your circumstance is not greater than your God. Your faith might be low. And it might be difficult, difficult circumstance, painful. But God will never leave you out in that water, ever. It just reminds me of this gal that had this dream, and she was out on a tree on a limb. Her name is Mary. I'm just not going to say anything more about that. And she's on this tree on a limb, and she's just like, where are you? And then somebody came to her and said, why are you afraid? You know, on the limb. And people feel like they're out on a limb. And God is always there to rescue you. He will never keep you out on the limb. He will deliver you. Okay? He will rescue you. Because he loves you. All right? All right. We got somebody that wants to call answer the trivia? Okay, let's do that. We'll go a little longer on, on this segment here. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, hi, David. Hi. This is Cordelia. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. And I'm going to answer the question because I don't think anybody else is answering it. You go right ahead. You fire away. You ready? In Genesis, uh, the cherubim and flaming, flashing sword guarded which tree? The tree, the tree of life. That is correct. You are right. <laughs> That is a hundred percent on target. Excellent job. See, people don't realize that that there was the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life, and they're always thinking there's one tree. No, there was more than one, and one had to be guarded because that was preserved for Jesus to introduce. Right, and they didn't. Um, he didn't want them to eat off that tree after you know 
they send, you know, he's that's why they're guarding it. Exactly. You know, Excellent. Excellent job. Very, very good, Cordelia. So, Excellent any, work. Anyway, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Okay, and thank you for your show. God bless Have you. A good day. Thank you. You God too. Bless you. Okay. Bye bye. She's so fantastic. I love Cordelia. All right, ready? All right, so we're done with that. We'll take our break. Uh, come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Hot topics. So listen to this. So Jesus, in one passage, says, judge not or you'll be judged. In another passage, he says, judge ye righteous judgment. That's the King James Version. I like the ye. Judge ye righteous. There's two different judgments going on here. One's okay. One's not okay. Okay, how does that work? Again, one is a condemnation, the other an observation, an evaluation, and a determination. The David Spoon Experience. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in... David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video. But you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Sometimes on the 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our next trivia question. Ooh. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start this. Ooh. Finish off this sentence from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps. And then I'm stopping there. And now you got to answer. Ah. A man reaps. We need a break sound. Right? Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Uh, additionally, we will send you to the website as well because the website has cool stuff on it, video, audio. It's revised. It looks nice. It's got the app, and it's a place to give, so we definitely want you to Check it out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, hemustincreaseministry. YouTube, hemustincreaseministry. By the way, the phone is working, okay? As far as I know. Unless you're calling to get money, then it's broken. Okay. (laughs) Is that that a good way to do it? That's funny, right? <laughs> Unless you're looking for something, then it's not working. Okay. Uh, trivia question. Uh, finish off this sentence from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps. Uh, you got to finish. Call 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. I hold in my hand the history that took place on this day. Are we ready? Ready? Go ahead. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. See, I can do this one piece of history right here and call it a day. Ready? It's ice cream day. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Right, we don't have to talk about anything else. Come on. I will not tell you what's in my fridge. Let's just be honest. Dave hasn't been able to use his leg for, by the way, yesterday was 12 weeks since it happened, okay? So I went through kind of an up and down spurt in the weight, right? Well, it's on the way back up, and uh, the only reason is if you open up my freezer, there may be more than one treat in there or more than six. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's ice cream day, uh, and so that's always good. It's also uh, National Cocoa Day or National Hot Chocolate Day. I'm a big, big fan of hot chocolate. I mean, when I grew up, that was it. I love, love hot chocolate. Uh, And it's also official Lost and Found Day. There's so many things I can do with that, <laughs> right? Right? I was going to tell you that, but I lost it. You're not going to. Uh, didn't we do that before? Oh, it sounds like an old joke. Uh, first U.S. music store, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Guess what year? 1759. Would they have a gazoo? <laughs> wow. Uh, first savings bank in the United States was in Boston, 1816. And uh, let's see, that's probably, and then uh, 1972 on this day, last human landing on the moon, Apollo 17, was the last mission of the United States Apollo lunar landing program, was also the sixth and last time humans landed on the moon. So that's kind of interesting. 
Okay. All right. If you think you know the answer to the trivia question, the question is, finish off this sentence from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps. There it is. If you think you know, 972-445-0770, or text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. Let's go back to Nehemiah, and we are in verse 11. So he just did this thing where he said, We are your servants, the people you rescue by your great power and might. God is a rescuer. This stuff right here, this is just brilliant. You think, why is it brilliant? Because engaging with God is a real process. It's not, you know, it's not phony. It shouldn't be. Uh, draped in religiosities. It shouldn't be draped in simply... It's not that all traditions are bad. By no means is that true. But some traditions are so traditioned out that there's no life that goes along with them. And that's when they become hollow and you got to watch that. Watch that kind of thing. But here in Nehemiah, classic example in Scripture for us to follow, in verse 11 says, O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayer of those of us who delight in honoring you. Now, I I just want you to slow it down and think if this guy was asking you something in your own personal life and says something along these lines. Hey, friend, please help me in this. You're so special to me, and and I just just, want to make sure I do the right thing by you. And you're like going, okay. (laughs) It's like... Like there's a plea in there, kind of a pull, kind of a you know, kind of a pull, and that's what he does when he's praying. He's like, "Oh God, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayer of those of us who delight in honoring you. You are so great. We love delighting in you and honoring you, and you are so awesome. Could you please spare some of that abundant grace and mercy you have?" I feel this is a brilliant strategy. No, he's not manipulating God. No, you're never going to pull off a manipulation with God, though everybody has tried. And you think, oh, no, no, that's not true. Abraham, with God. Okay, so if there's 50 righteous people, you're going to spare the city. Yes, I will. Abraham goes, 45? It's like, come on. God goes, sure, 40, 30, 20? I mean, it's like, what are you doing? He's, he's bargaining. It's like that's how that's how you really deal with the Lord. And so the idea behind that, because the Lord knew what was going to happen anyway, the, the idea behind that is he's pleading, he's asking for help, and it's like, look, God has abundant grace and abundant mercy, and there's nothing wrong with saying please. And a, first of all, please is a kind. Uh, uh, what's is it proper? It's like uh, like proper manners, or I guess that was right. Yeah, please and just that kind of thing. It's not like the please when you're driving your car and you're trying to squish between two other cars and you turn your blinker on and you say out loud please without looking in the mirror and just try and squeeze in a one-inch spot. That's not the same please. And the person behind you is not thinking you said please. Okay? Not the same. I'm talking about a genuine, hey, please, I need this. Right? And I actually use that phrase with the God, with the Lord, with God, with the Lord a lot, not a little. I always said, Lord, please. Because I think it's honest. I think it's earnest. I'm 
putting myself in a position of I need his help to get this thing done or this thing accomplished. The worst part about it is that when I pray, and I don't know if you guys do this, I often tell God how he should solve it. That's what I do wrong. I pray, and then I tell the Lord the situation as if he didn't know, right? And then I tell him what I perceive to be the best methodology. And I'm not alone in that, by the way. We've talked about this before, but Mary and Martha, exact same thing. Lazarus, their brother, died, and what did they both say? You know, if you'd have been here. It's like, if you'd have been here, it wouldn't have happened this way, and it wouldn't be this. And it's like, that's all of us telling God how to do his job better. I'm like, oh, I guess I got, I got to do a better job trusting, just like you do. You got to do a better job trusting. When you pray, don't tell God how to do it. Just ask him to do it. Just trust him that the timing and the methodology will be exactly how he desires it to be. And have confidence that he's for you and not against you. Too many of us uh, pray and uh, I think almost kind of treat God like he's the Grinch. Uh, good cr- Christmas example, huh? Uh, but he's not the Grinch. He loves to give. I mean, Luke chapter 12, verse uh, 32 says that the Father takes pleasure in giving his kids the kingdom. But you don't tell God how to do it. You pray and you surrender it and you submit it just like Jesus showed us an example, as an example. So now look at Nehemiah in this verse 10 and 11 and go through it. We are your servants, the people you rescued. Now, so you've already helped us, man. You've already pulled us out of the water. You brought us in the boat. We didn't deserve that. By your great power and your might. Oh, Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. We love to honor you, Lord. We need your help. Give us a chance to honor you again by answering our prayers. Okay? All right. Uh, uh, we got to do the trivia, because if I don't do the trivia, Chris will go into my ear and say, trivia. So I need to do that. Okay? Uh, according to John the Bat... Oh, I'm never wrong one. Uh, finish off this sentence from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Do not be deceived. God is not, mo- God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. A man reaps what he sows. Uh, 700 years before the implication of technical karma responses. That's a whole discussion we had before. Talk about some other time. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. 
The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God for you and I. God provided his own burnt offering, his own Lamb of Sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John three sixteen, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because I got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins, according to the Scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. But it's not just KAAM, is it? It's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I got our last trivia question. Eric texted me. I was the wrong person. He said something about Sam with Sam Chiz. Sam Chiz. You know, because you know how you have your voice recognition and it doesn't always work. <laughs> so I was the wrong person, but it came out Sam with Chiz. <laughs> okay. Here we go. According to John the Baptist, this is a tough one. According to John the Baptist, what will happen to trees that fail to bear good fruit? Ooh. Ooh, it's Monday, Dave. It's Monday fun day. Why didn't you end with a, end with a fun one? Okay. According to John the Baptist, woohoo! What will happen when the trees to trees that will fail to bear good fruit? <laughs> Trying to make it fun. Anyway, that's uh, all you're gonna get. According to John the Baptist, what will happen to trees that fail to bear good fruit? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, David at he must increase dot org. What will happen to the tree that fails to bear good fruit, according to John the Baptist? Not the not the happiest moment in 
and Johnny B's life when he was you know, talking about stuff like that. All right, so I want to get uh, into this text because this portion that we're – do we cover everything? Is there anything missing? Okay, this is Monday. Keep in mind, next Monday we're going to do a different book than Colossians because we finished Colossians and we're getting close to finishing Thessalonians. And so we're just going to have to start putting in books, and I'm just telling you ahead of time. Uh, don't be surprised, but it's all fun. It's all great. So I just haven't decided which to replace what with. So we we'll be talking about mold for about six months. Oh, no, maybe not. <laughs> okay. uh, I want to get into this text, though. So if you think you know, you're welcome to reach out to us on that question. The question is just straightforward. According to John the Baptist, what will happen to the trees that fail to bear good fruit? Going into this Nehemiah. Now, this is an important portion because... In the church, there are different teachings, and in those teachings, anything that anything that goes beyond the basics is something you have to really strongly evaluate and determine, yes, no, maybe. You have to actually know uh, what's going on. So the basics are pretty straightforward. You know, you and I, I mean, from a, from a practical point of view, we're sinners, okay? And in our sinfulness, the reality is, Sin creates a great deal of problems. Uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, and then Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Okay, The remedy in that is the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God shows his love for us, Romans 5.8, that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. The response is, if we declare with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's uh, Romans 10, 13. And then John three sixteen. for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There is, those are the basics. Those are the requirements. Those are the understandings. Those are the foundations. After we take the caller in response to the trivia question, we're going to talk about what about the things that go a little bit beyond that. So in the absolute essentials, there has to be a unity. In the non-essentials, okay, there is diversity, okay? But in all things, there has to be charity or love. So we're going to discuss that after we take this call to respond on the trivia question. What are some of those differences and why are they important? Okay, let's go ahead and bring that person through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good and hope I have the right answer to the question. I bet you do. <laughs> I feel good that you will. All right. According to John the Baptist, what will happen to trees that fail to bear good fruit? They're thrown into the fire. That is correct! They will be cut down and tossed into the fire because they yeah. are not doing what they're uh, supposed to be doing, which is bearing fruit, which is why they're supposed to be like trees in the first place, bearing fruit and doing something. And that is a good uh, warning to many a believer to be active in the faith. Right, not to be complacent, but to be active in your faith, doing stuff. That's not right. just not just walking That's around. Correct. Yeah, right? we have to be. You know, um, we have to exercise our faith. And that's what James was really talking about. That's you right. know, he said we need to. You need to exercise your faith. Exactly. I mean, that's the way I put it. You know, he didn't say those exact words, but that's what he meant when he said. 
faith that, with that word was dead faith. So um, this is how we do it. That's right. And um, that's right. And it glorifies God too. It glorifies God when when we share uh, with other people. And when I, we share His word with other people. I, I wish that a, a lot of theologians would have used the word exercise just like you did, because that's perfect, a perfect illustration. you got to exercise your faith. If it's real faith, it needs to be exercised. Exactly. Yeah. Very good, Mary. Well, well, I'm glad you did okay with all your, your papers. That you, now you yeah. don't have to think any more about it until, well— what, the middle of April? I mean, the middle of January yep. or something? Yep, I get a little bit of a break. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, I mean, your leg is doing okay. That's what doing, I've been wondering about. Doing better. I mean, it's uh, it has its moments of up and down, but it's only been 12 weeks since the original and about nine weeks or eight weeks since the, the second surgery. So it uh-huh. is doing pretty good, and I'm hoping to be out of a brace by the middle of January. So hoping that that yeah, works too. That'd be super. Yep, that's how, That's yeah, exactly so. what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I imagine you're <clears throat> taking therapy, right? Yep. Yep. Being very careful. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have that. Yeah. Strengthen up your leg. You yep. know. Well, I better not keep you on the phone, but um, okay. Thank well, you, Mary. Uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk again. Okay. Bye, bye. Bye, bye, Mary. Bye, bye. Such a delight. She's so wonderful. All right. Now, I want to go back into the teaching. When they got like four minutes, I want to make sure you understand what I'm about to talk about. Listen, God is not against you. He's for you. That's not, that doesn't take genius to figure out. But people need to understand that when Romans, or not Romans, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, uh, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to make wealth that he may confirm his covenant to your fathers even to this day. The purpose of a scripture like that is not for you to be a name-and-claim-it person, but for you and I to recognize the Lord pours out different seasons in our lives, and some of those seasons include blessings. Get that? There's no weird anything there. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's psychological in the sense of growing up mentally. Sometimes it's emotional. Uh, sometimes it's about maturity. Sometimes it's relational. Sometimes it's physical. It's all, it's all of those different things. And the Lord grants that. It doesn't mean that everybody gets everything super positive every moment of every day. That's not anywhere in the framework of Scripture. But it is an understanding that God grants it, and he is generous. This portion that we're going to read gives you that insight. In Nehemiah chapter 1, when when you go past uh, the the last verse we covered, O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant the success of now, please grant me success now as I go to the king for a great favor. Put it in his heart to be kind to me. In those days, I was the king's cupbearer. He's asking for success. This is a perfect illustration to show you not all success is financial. Right here. He's asking for success. And in this success, he's saying, let the king put it in this guy's heart. To be favorable. Why? Because if he asked for a request to the king and it wasn't favorable, he would be dead. 
It's just that straightforward, nothing weird or anything. So he's like, okay, grant me success now, please. Remember we talked about that, please, the last segment. As I go to the king for a great favor, put it into his heart to be kind to me. And you think, well, God doesn't put it in people's hearts. Have you not read anything from Genesis on and the other 65 books for a 66 total, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New, 785,000 words? Have you read nothing? Of course God does. He puts it in kings' hearts and takes it out of kings' hearts. He rules in the affairs of men. And so Nehemiah goes, please put it in the king's heart and please give me success. Please, and God goes, okay, and does 10 times more than he asks. Is that success financially oriented? No. But is it nonetheless success? Yes. And what does he say? Grant me the success. Perhaps God will say no. Perhaps he'll say yes. Perhaps he'll say partial. I don't know. Jesus asked for something. Grant that this be passed for me. The answer was no. That's how people are like, oh, well, that's no, no. Stop that. If you're going into any endeavor anywhere in any capacity, be it normal, relational, favorable, financial, whatever, you petition the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and ask for his favor and his blessing to grant you success so you can get to where you're hoping to get to, believing that he put it in your heart in the first place. That is how you approach it. Not all those other goofy jump up and down stuff. Just ask God to help you. Okay? All right. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, 22 and a half hours, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.